You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. All right, so Obama's Justice Department has now decided to sue North Carolina over its law that requires men to pee in the, in the men's room. This is a huge... Well, you've heard about this law. It's a huge... Uh, Travesty. Well, it's not. It's a crisis. It's a, it's an international crisis that's been touched off by the fact that men have to pee in the, in the men's room in North Carolina, which is similar to um, the policy in place everywhere else that you go to in the civilized industrial world uh, up until, you know, very, very recently where, where now you have a few places that are trying to be more progressive. But it's interesting already that this policy, which the law just restates a policy that's been in place forever. And all of a sudden now, it's a huge, uh, it's, a, it's an emergency. It's, a, it's an emergency on a, on a historical scale. So yesterday, in a, in a spectacle that was so absurd, it managed to somehow stand out in the midst of an era marked by a never-ending series of absurd spectacles. The attorney general delivered a statement explaining um, the federal government's attempt to derive North Carolina of its right to self-governance. And uh, Lynch, now this is, as I said, a spectacle. Lynch insisted that North Carolina's bathroom policy is an infringement on basic human rights. And somehow with a straight face, uh, Lynch said the situation is completely akin to dr- Jim Crow laws. So this is what she said. She said, this action is about a-, a great deal more than just bathrooms. This is about the dignity and respect we accord our fellow citizens and the laws that we as a people and as a country have enacted to protect them. Indeed, to protect all of us. And it's about the founding ideals that have led this country haltingly, but inexorably in the direction of fairness, inclusion, and equality for all Americans. This is not the first time that we've seen discriminatory responses to historic moments of progress for our nation. We saw it in the Jim Crow laws that followed the Emancipation Proclamation. We saw it in fierce and widespread resistance to Brown versus Board of Education and so on. Now, she's saying all this. We're talking about um, there are about 18 transgenders in the country. And we're talking about whether or not if they ever happen to travel in North Carolina, can they use the women's room? And she's bringing out these, these, these founding ideals that have led the country in the direction of inclusion and equality, dignity and respect. I go back to something that I've said many times, and I reiterated, in fact, I was giving a, a speech, a talk on this subject at the University of California, Santa Barbara last week. And... Um, you know, one of the points that I that I made that I've made many times, and of course it's easy for someone to deny, but 
I think we, we all know the truth on this subject. And I don't think anyone actually believes. There might be a very small portion of, of mentally unstable people who actually believe it. But the vast majority of mentally stable people, left or right or in between, I don't, they don't actually believe that, you know, that, that this issue with bathrooms is about dignity and respect. And if a man isn't allowed to be in the women's room, that he's, he's, he's being treated as, as unequal. I don't think that people actually believe that. Just as I don't think that even progressives, most of them don't actually believe that a man can become a woman just because he feels like one. Because that's a, a point of view that is so, it, it's, 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 it's a delusional point of view that is not grounded in reality whatsoever. Um, there's no proof for it whatsoever. And, and it's one of those things that defies natural law. You know, the innate understanding that we all have the, the inherent ability that, we're all, that we all have to, uh, to determine what is true. And, and, and this defies that. So everyone recognizes on some level that this is complete, that this is all just BS. This is bogus. Everyone recognizes that. So we go through all this. We go to great lengths to explain that men can't be women. Men should be in the men's room. We go to great lengths to explain it but almost everyone already knows it. We're explaining something to them that they already know and are pretending they don't know. Now, what happens is this is a matter of faith for progressives. This is a, you know, this is a dogma in the church of liberalism. And so they have to believe it on faith. But because it's a faith rooted in, in nothingness, in, in falsehood, uh, I don't think that faith can ever be Solid. You know, it's not like the faith, I believe in Jesus Christ. I know it. I believe in God. I know that God is real. But this stuff is, uh, I don't think they actually believe it. They, they, they can only accept it on faith. There's no science whatsoever. They can only accept it on faith. And the faith is always going to be tenuous and, uh, and, and very. Its, its roots will be very shallow. Okay. Now... As far as this comparison between transgenders and the plight of, uh, of blacks in this country, it's worth noting that Lynch, Loretta Lynch, is a 56-year-old black woman from the South. Okay, That means her parents lived through the tyrannies of Jim Crow. Yet she was willing to stand before cameras and liken their oppression to that of cross-dressing homosexuals being forced to use the men's room. Now, again, I go back to, is there any way that she actually believes that as a, as a black woman in her fifties from the South, from North Carolina, it just so happens, presumably, I don't know how well off she was as a, as a kid, but presumably her parents went through a lot of this. Okay. Is there any way having grown up hearing these stories? Is there any way she actually believes that if a homosexual in a dress is not allowed to use the men's room, is not allowed to use the women's room, it is akin to what her parents got, went through? I, I just, I don't believe that she believes it. There's no way she believes what she's saying. There is no way. Because if she did, she would actually be insane. She would be an insane person 
And it's easy to say, oh, well, liberals are insane. A lot of their views are insane, but they themselves are not insane. Number one, to say they're insane lets them off the hook. Number two, we're not going to have half of the country that is literally, you know, an insane person. And actually, you know, an insane person when you see one, because, you know, they, 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 they're on the street corner, um, uh, you know, disheveled talk, yelling at the air, talking to themselves. You know, that's an insane person. You know, you, you, you see someone having an argument with a brick wall. That's someone who's insane. They cannot at all differentiate fantasy from reality. Uh, it may seem like we're headed to a place where that, you know, will describe 50% of the country, but we're not actually there. So these birth people aren't legally insane, but they've adopted an ideology that's insane and they say things that are insane, but they then themselves are not. So the only thing, the only conclusion I can come to is that they don't actually believe it at a certain level. There is no way I say again, there's no way, there is no way that Loretta Lynch is either so insane or so or so unfathomably stupid that she actually thinks, quote unquote, transgenders in North Carolina are in the same position that her dad was when he lived there in his 20s. And that brings me to another thought. Black people are extraordinarily loyal to the Democrat Party, but I wonder if they'll ever get sick of their ancestral plight being used as a political prop by these disingenuous frauds. You know, Jim Crow laws deprived blacks of nearly every right guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. In the Jim Crow era, black people were beaten, raped, hung from trees, and the perpetrators were not put in jail for it. Black people were stripped of the ability to participate in society at any level. Okay? We're not talking about, uh, well, the, the bathrooms were segregated too, but not based on sex, based on race, which is different. But it wasn't just relegated to the bathrooms. If it were, th- you know, that would be bad, but um, we wouldn't be remembering that era in quite this, the way that we do now. The bathrooms were the least of anyone's concern. On the other hand, under this North Carolina law, men in dresses are deprived of the right to go pee-pee in the ladies' room. That's it. That's all that's happening. Okay? That's it. That's the end of the problem. And it's not really a problem. So to compare the two is so ridiculous, so reductive, so, so unbelievably degrading and demeaning that it should be enough to cause every black person in the country to revolt against the Democrat Party and liberalism. Of course, they've had many other reasons. Uh, Liberalism has brought nothing but death, poverty, and decay to the black community and black families. But if anything would be the last straw, it ought to be this. Enough is enough. I mean, there should have been many last straws before this. Liberalism, um, you know, the the high sacrament of, of liberalism is abortion. And millions and millions and millions of black babies have been killed. Yeah, I looked at this recently. Um, I don't remember what the what the number was exactly, but you know they they have done studies and and uh, people have done the math on this and determined um, how many essentially how many black people are right now missing from the world because of abortion. If it weren't for abortion, how many more uh, black people would would live in America? And it's it's you know something I, I don't remember exactly. Like I said, thirty, forty, fifty million. Black people. 
you know, they, black people would be much less a minority, much less, much less a minority if it weren't for abortion. And this is what liberals support. So that should be a last straw. You look at, um, you know, and we're, and we're even forgetting about the fact that, that, of course, the Democrat Party, as everyone knows or should know, was the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow. That's the great irony here. The Democrats from from the beginning have been using black people. Democrats used to literally use them like barnyard animals. Um, and now they use them as political props. But that's 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 the thing. If, if you're a black American, the Democrat Party has disrespected you, uh, to put it mildly, from the very beginning. So we're not just talking about the last straw should have been five years ago or 10 years ago. We're talking about 100, 150 years ago, 200 years ago. What is enough enough? If you're a black person in this country, when is enough? When do you finally say, I, I don't want anything to do with them? They've done nothing for me whatsoever. It's only been death and misery and despair with them. They have done nothing, nothing. And look, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a Republican anymore. You know, I, I resigned from the Republican Party last week because of Trump. I'm still a conservative, and it's because I'm a conservative that I'm not a Republican. But so, uh, so you can say, well, what about the Republicans? So, so what? So you just leave, you know, I'm not part of any party. So just go and be part of no party. But, but certainly the Democrat Party and liberalism as an ideology, it just is, it's, um, it's utterly self-destructive to keep subscribing to this. If you're an American of any race, but particularly as a black American, because because the damage has been so profoundly um, concentrated in that community from the from from liberalism. And you look at the state of the family. You know, as as liberalism has become the dominant ideology in all of our major cities, most of them anyway. And we know that many of our major cities are uh, predominantly black, particularly in the inner city. And as these things have happened, we've seen the complete disintegration of the family in these areas. Okay, so liberal ideas, liberal philosophy has not done anything to strengthen the family. It's done the exact opposite. It's destroyed it. Destroyed it. And we're at the point now where uh, there essentially is no family unit in the black community, particularly in the inner city. It, it just doesn't exist. There's no, what, there's no family. There's no family anymore. So as I said, enough is enough, right? When is enough enough? And then you get past all of that. It's bad enough. I mean, it's as bad as it could possibly be. And then you listen to these liberals who, now in the case, Loretta Lynch is black, fine. She's totally, she's, she's uh, sold out. She's just a, a, a dishonest uh, person of incredibly low character and, and integrity. But often you have, you know, often they're white. You have white liberals comparing what black people went to, uh, to what, what, what black people went through 60, 70, 80 years ago in this country to what, you know, homosexuals and transgenders, quote unquote, are going through now. It's, it's again, demeaning. It's disgusting, especially when 
you know, the homosexual lobby itself and the transgender lobby are very quick to make, you know, you have a, you have a, you'll have a, a white upper class gay man who lives in, you know, California or something comparing himself to, you know, a, 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 a black guy in Alabama in 1912 comparing himself. All be- and why is he comparing himself? Only because what's he going through that's so horrible? The only thing he's going through is that we haven't yet reached a point where everyone in the country agrees with his sex habits. So people disagree with his sex habits, with what he does in his bedroom, which we wouldn't even know about if he didn't advertise the fact. But some of us disagree on moral grounds with that. And he compares it to a black guy getting hung from a tree in the 1900s in the South. Again, as a black person, don't you ever turn to these people and say, shut up, shut up, you gross, grotesque, shallow, ridiculous people. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, you you have to deal with the fact that some people disagree with you? Yeah, that's totally similar to a a black woman in 1905 being raped legally in South Carolina. Totally the same, right? Come on. Why isn't anyone standing up and saying this? Why isn't anyone standing up and saying this? I mean, there are a few. And that's the problem. You do have people in the black community that will stand up and say this. And then they're disowned. <laughs> they're disowned. They're uh, cast aside. I mean, this is this is just you, you want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not one to bust out the uh, white privilege uh, comparisons, but if if there's ever an example of that, an actual the only one I can think of, an actual real example of quote unquote white privilege, is when a white cross-dresser or a white homosexual gets to compare himself to you know to what a to what a newly freed slave would have gone through in in uh, in you know louisiana and the privilege comes not from making that insane comparison but in being able to make it without without being rebuked so this is just enough and you think of all the you know black conservatives that are essentially disowned from the black community. You know you're not really black, so on and so forth. Uh, if there's ever a time to give someone that kind of treatment, what about Loretta Lynch, who, who, who's who's advancing this uh, narrative that is so degrading to black people and to her own parents, for God's sakes. If Loretta, if Loretta Lynch's parents are still alive, they must be so ashamed. If they're alive and, you know, cognizant and able to, to hear this, they must be so completely ashamed of her to be her parent. I mean, I would be. If I went through some, some incredible persecution and oppression and I raised my kids telling them about it, you know, instructing them about it, telling them what I went through. And then they turn around and use that to score political points for, you know, a, for 
mentally ill fetishists. If that happened to me, I'd be so ashamed of my child. I would be, I would be uh, heartbroken. You know, where did I go wrong in raising my kid that they would do that? Everything I told you about, and that's, and that's, and that's how you interpret it. That's what you do. How dare you? So I think it's time for, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've talked before about in liberalism, um, there's this, liberalism is a very hierarchical, uh, hierarchical, no, sorry. anyway, there's a hierarchy to, to liberalism, a very strict hierarchy, you know, and, and, and they, they always pretend they have a problem with hierarchy. They, they pretend they're egalitarian and so on. And as a Catholic, I, I hear all the time, you know, there's a hierarchy in the church. It's so terrible. Hierarchies are terrible. Well, there's nothing wrong with a hierarchy. There's a natural hierarchy to life. Okay. And God is at the top of it. So there's a natural hierarchy to things, and we're somewhere in between, you know, below God and angels, but above cockroaches. So there's a natural hierarchy. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with hierarchies. But if you pretend that you're against them, you're egalitarian, it, it becomes ironic and, and hypocritical to enforce one yourself rigidly, and that's what they do. There's a hierarchy to liberalism, and you notice that, you know, the victimhood uh, pyramid, as I've called it, the victimhood pyramid, and at the top of the, you know, whoever, whoever is at the top, whatever group at the, is at the top of the victimhood pyramid is is now in charge of liberalism and whatever they say they can say whatever they want they, and they can never be criticized uh the only way that they could ever really be criticized is if they turn on their own kind you know and go and become conservative well th- then they can be but as long as they're liberal they cannot be touched and the people at the very top of the pyramid their victimhood is the most uh, urgent and and their rights you know in all of the contradicting this sort of web of contradicting rights that liberalism has constructed um the rights that always win would be gay men and at the top of that even would be particularly gay men who like to wear dresses or transgenders quote unquote and then it's below that that you get to blacks women hispanics but they are not unless they're they also happen to be gay uh, but if they're straight, then they're at, they're somewhere below the gays on the liberal hierarchy. And so, what the gays can do is they can use they can they can sort of reach down and become puppeteers and use whatever group they want that's below them to make a point. And if you're in liberalism and you you just have to you have to submissively accept it, even though in your head you must be just boiling with anger about it but you can't say anything. They can criticize you. You can't criticize them. So I would uh, heartily recommend that anyone who happens to be in the black community would uh, think about this and possibly consider you don't have to go become a Republican. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't even recommend that anymore. I'm not a Republican, (laughs) but just free yourself from this. Because the Democrat Party and liberals, they hate you. And they don't, they don't care about you, put it that way. Even worse, they're really indifferent to you. They care less about anything that's going on with you. And they just like having you like property that they can use. So I would say, screw them. You know, that would be my attitude if I was, if I was. All right, that's going to do it for me. I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. I could say something.